man. I'm I'm on half a cup of coffee. Um, I had two adult beverages last night, and I woke up real <laughs> slow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We need to continue that conversation. It was uh, it was definitely uh, yes, it was definitely an adult. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Okay, I, I should think. It wasn't an adult things. evening. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> it was people <laughs> pretending to be adults while uh, enjoying hanging out and and kicking it with people. But yes, Aditya nailed it as usual. <laughs> Sexy top hat. No, seriously, like guys, when I walked in, the only thing I could see from a distance is exactly it's Juan's hat, and um, I haven't seen this one for quite some time. So it yeah. took me a little bit. Uh, but I don't was, bring out the pork pies as often as as I used to. I've been more flat caps lately, so it was just nice. It was like, oh, I get to play dress up and wear a fence. Well, so you you had that one in your. Uh, I want to say it's in one of your real, not the, um, your headshots. I think it's one of your uh, your main professional ones. The, top, yeah. uh, the the hat that you had. Yeah. So I've, that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen you in person with it. I've seen more. Um, like if I ever seen like a, a, a publicity image or something like that. Whenever they they usually use you, I think it was at Sony's. Either Sony's yeah. or one of the other events they used it. I've seen it before. so. Uh, but it was definitely very nice to see your face <laughs> and hang out in person. Um, uh, just hang, actually hanging out. It wasn't even like you were really work kind of thing. It was just kicking it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, and, we, we, should, we should jump in. I mean, because, I mean, genuinely for our podcast and everybody, welcome to another episode yeah, of, best, of, best of, of our uh, Best of Our Week. And hopefully we'll get to talk about the best of your week. Um, we, uh, I would say the, one of the best things that happened this week, the folks at TCL who now yep. own, uh, you know, the, the Chinese uh, uh, theater, the Chinese well, theater, previously the man's Chinese theater, yeah. the man's Chinese theater in, uh, in Hollywood finally got sort of like a, you know, a, a little nerd group together to go and catch a movie premiere where we got to see a new Netflix uh, original film and yeah. uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst, uh, The Power of the Dog. Yes. And uh, it was my first time in a movie theater since before the pandemic. So it was Peace, pretty... Uh, Same. It was, it's... It was, it, there's definitely some anxiety about that. Uh, I'm becoming it... very agoraphobic in my little <laughs> office here. But no, it was a really, it was a really lovely evening. And, and I, we want to throw a... A thank you and a shout out to the folks at TCL for for hooking oh, that up. Oh, absolutely, Rochelle and and uh, and uh, Brad Brad was definitely on point, hitting it, and it was it was an amazing evening. Um, the movie, by the way, it is is a Netflix Netflix uh, special movie, uh, and it is going to be available December first on Netflix. Yes, uh, so it is. It's not currently available. They're going through their. I guess this was like a premiere. This was the official premiere of the movie. We didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, rub elbows with Benedict Cumberbatch and and Kirsten Dunst and. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. I, uh, I mean, yeah, from from our, we 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 both shared some photos. Yeah, Twitter. I was I was gonna say we were in the and, vicinity uh, of, but you know, quarter mile away. So, uh, but we, we were also, um, I mean, the, the, the TCL folks have a nice little box. So we were up in a balcony getting to watch the movie. And that actually made me feel strangely much more comfortable not being down with a bunch of people. That sounds so horrifically elitist now that I hear myself saying that. Um, but you can no, see no, from no. our photos, we were taking telephoto photos of Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst and Catherine Hahn was leading oh, yeah. a Q&A after Dude, the film. that was epic for um, her to come out and, and that she's was like huge. totally fanning, uh, fangirling on the whole thing. It was like really nice. It was, it was really fun. But you uh, can also just like, it's a bunch of cell phones. So you can see like, 
you know, varying degrees of smartphone telephoto, dark conditions, you know, quality photos uh, oh, just dude. from what we were trying to pull off. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. But uh, long, long story long, uh, that was the the reason why we we were not able to have our show last night, which we want to say thank you very much for everybody hanging out with us and, and kicking it with us and and, uh, and, <laughs> and not being upset. Um we couldn't. We didn't know 100% if it was going to happen last week. That's the reason why we couldn't really mention too much of it. There was still things in, up in the air and some things changing. But um, lo, lo, lo and behold, uh, we also got a chance to hang out with the YouTube tech guy, Ricky. So if you guys yeah. uh, know Ricky, Ricky's really nice. And uh, Brian Tong also, uh, I think Brian's mm-hmm. in from Engadget now. So, uh, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he's, yeah. I think so. I, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I follow Brian. So I don't know I don't follow- where he ends up. Just, yeah. Oh, it, hey, Brian's doing something. I'll watch what he has to say. That's that's usually how. Yeah, that's usually how it is. Um, and and he's usually pretty good about movies. I see him a lot. Like I think when they were doing uh, like some of the um, Marvel stuff, he did. He got a whole bunch yeah. of stuff there. So, uh, but yeah, it was tons of fun. We got a chance to come out, hang out with some friends, and uh, you know, just enjoy it. We 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 were hanging out for literally up to like maybe five or seven hours ago. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we got home, crashed, woke up early. And then of course, uh, wanted to kind of you know, re- bring back the week and talk a little bit more about some of the main things going on. Um, I see we have, uh, you know, we have Dan, we have uh, Andrew's in there, Mark is in there, Aditya, uh, David Burns uh, in there, Vasikos is in there, Barry Johnson's in there, of course. Uh, oh man, everybody, everybody's hanging out with us and kicking it. And uh, uh... And I'm enjoying the new feature, this new feature within uh, StreamYard, the ability of co-hosting. So Juan and I now can actually both interact in the in the uh, ecosphere of how things are in here, as opposed to just, uh, you know, I have to kind of go find the comments so he can bring up comments and so on. So it's 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 a nice little update. I'll say this. It it gets updated once in a while. You don't have to, like, drive the whole boat. Well, well, plus, plus, if ever I am running very, very late, uh, Juan can be like. Okay, we're doing it live. Well, he'll catch up. Well, that's also part of the funny is like we, we said last night, like, hey, when do you want to go? And I was like, oh, like eight-ish. Why don't we try eight? And and he was like, okay, cool. And he set it for 8.30. And in my brain, I was like, oh, we're going to go at eight. So I get the camera set up at eight. And you're like, oh, where's TK? Um, you know, and he's calling me. He's like, hey, what's up, go? bro? Yeah, are, are we doing Are we doing this? And then um, he was like, yeah, at 8.30. And you're like, oh, I, I lack reading comprehension skills. And it's fine. <laughs> I it, it was a it, we said eight ish and I wasn't since I couldn't confirm with him and I wasn't going to bug him early enough in the morning I assumed eight thirty and if we were going to go earlier but yeah it it's was all definitely good. we finally it, made it here we so. we made it uh, but yeah so let's let's talk a little bit uh, about some of the other things going on you put out a couple of videos this week uh, I'm still working yeah. on my Pixel Six that I'm going to be working on today. Oh, do um, we want to jump right in on Pixel Six because this is the most dramatic, like divisive separation? This week has been crazy. Like seriously, some of the conversations on it on Twitter over Pixel stuff has has gone like, oh. why? Yeah, like, but but why? Why would it have to be into that level? Like, you know, people start kind of like becoming making into it an issue. It, you know, people can have different so, experiences with the same thing. So, what one of one of my main talking points and i'm i don't want to soapbox too much because like i i feel like that's what my monday morning podcast is is all about is for me to rant and soapbox but make sure you check out the I sgtqa think... at monday at night better better rested and not as as alcoholed the night before um the uh 
I, I, I think there is a, a, a flavor or a trend. You know, at the beginning of the year, we lost to LG. We yeah. started getting really hyped for other, other competition. And at the same time, there's a much smaller group of smartphone and tech enthusiasts that um, I, I feel are now becoming kind of radicalized on some of the trends that we see from algorithmic sorting of data and how people monetize their channels and the way that this mm -hmm. can influence commentary. And so now we're starting to see, because it's not, I mean, a lot of people like to point to me for some of this drama, but it's, it's, I think it's spreading in a way where we're starting to call out what we find as troubling trends. And then people start to take that personally because, you know, you're saying like, hey, I think you, you maybe didn't do your due diligence. Well, you're now, you know, questioning my uh, methodology authenticity yeah, or, and my method and you're like and you're like well yes but there's there's a reason and i i think this is getting kind of wrapped up in some of that emotion where smaller communities of tech enthusiasts have been punched down on for a really long time mm -hmm. and whenever something just gets a glimmer of coverage that's not overwhelmingly negative from from uh, the, the majority of larger tech channels, they start to invest in that. You start to you know take that emotionally. You start to kind of build on that. So we started seeing all this hype for Pixel Six, and my fear, and we talked about this you know before the, the phone launched. My fear is, is this getting built up just so certain channels can tear it back down? And I don't think it's that cut and dry. I don't think it's that black and white. But mm -hmm. we start seeing some of that trend, You're like reviewing the phone for not what Google's claiming it can do, ignoring massive features on a Pixel 6 that make it different than um, another phone, You know, really talking up software, but then completely disregarding all of the software differences that make a Pixel unique. You know, Well, good yep. software matters. That's why I like Samsung. And you're like, well... But you have to understand how that's going to come across to people as kind of an unfair metric. You, know, you mm -hmm. moved these goalposts to to prioritize one company. So it, I I kind of get it. You know, we're we're trying to have these conversations about something that should be different. A pixel should be different, and so yeah. we we've got to be we we've got to be consistent in our in our methodology, but then also express. What is it that we're really concerned about? And I think it's completely fair. Like I was watching Grounded Tech's video uh, this yeah, morning. No, I, uh, yeah, I was watching his about video Pixel, too. Pixel Six issues. Um, Grounded Tech's in in the chat right now. Um, mm -hmm. And and you know I think it's completely fair. I think it's it's critical. I think it's necessary to bring up. Hey man, I think there are some software issues going on with the the Pixel Six right now. I need that exact same energy on the next iPhone launch. The next flavor of iOS that comes out, if it's not 100% completely bug-free because Apple is the best at keeping a vertical ecosystem of software and hardware, mm -hmm. I need that same FUD. Oh, no. I don't even know who an iPhone is anymore. They slightly changed the UI. Oh, no. There's some funky gremlins with some of the battery life and radio management. I think if someone bought an iPhone week one and then used the phone, they'd return it. They'd return right. it yep. if it was in that state. It would and, be hot and garbage. So, yep. 
so so that's that's kind of where I feel a lot of this ire is coming from. I think there's a smaller community of people that want to tell stories and they want to share some of their gadget enthusiasm. And increasingly, they feel pushed out because you don't make money on YouTube by catering to niche or smaller pocket communities. Yeah, and it feels like bullying when you're a fan of a less significantly less popular product and you're just trying to find the other people that also like that gadget. It, it's a very... I'll shut up now. No, no, no. It, it, it's a tough position to be in it to, to start with in the first place. Um, first and foremost, I, I will say this. Kudos to Dan for having you and I in the background uh, with the live stream from last week while yeah, he was doing I, his video. That was epic. I was, I was going to say. Gonna, thank you. I, I, it was not paid, I question, but your check will be in the mail. I, I question, you know, your, the, the, the quality of the content you view. Um. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, you and I were like arguing, we were like laughing, talking, and a whole bunch of things. I'm not sure which episode it was, but thank you. Uh, thank so now, you now, now I gotta, I, I gotta try and like pop them up in the background of one of my yeah, videos. We like, gotta, instead we gotta of using the, the last Starfighter like I did with one of my, <laughs> it'll be yeah. grounded tech. Um, no, but I mean, so he brought up a lot of good points, and and it is yeah. very different. Into, don't get me wrong, one person shouldn't be able to paint the picture about a device, regardless of where that experience comes from. Um, I think the valid point that he made, he said, you know, we don't know exactly what MKBHD was doing during on his phone for him to have only three hours of screen on time. I don't know how he did because I'm getting like seven hours plus. Ricky yesterday yeah. was telling me he got nine hours. I'm like, the, the usage uh, and how you use your device yeah. and what network you're on and how you're connected and all of those things play a massive factor into your experience on a smartphone. I'm not saying. So, uh, it's let me let me, let me contribute to that because I feel I feel like, um, and, and I'm sorry. I, I know I'm a little foggy and a little rambly. I, I would say you know battery life on a Pixel Six hasn't been stellar for me, but yeah. I do a ton screen off. So especially um, like for example, I I think uh, yesterday standby and battery you're talking about yeah in your video well, you talked just, about the standby battery yeah and, and not just standby so standby has actually gotten a little bit better but mm-hmm. I think there's still something with the way that I've got notifications and alerts and everything all set up or if it's connected to my smartwatch it's different I mean there's so many variables battery testing is such a pain and I hate oh it. absolutely um, the uh, the the um, I, I I finally clicked I've stopped listening to as much music stored on my devices and mm-hmm. I've signed up for Cobuzz. Yeah. But I don't go economical on my data use with Cobuzz. I go full quality. CD quality at least on yeah. Cobuzz. And and like yesterday, I didn't plug in my phone when I was doing turn by turn to get to the the Chinese theater mm-hmm. and I racked up um 3 hours of Cobuzz streaming CD quality or higher. And then I'm shocked, like, well, wait a minute, why did my battery, why, why was I, like, tanking at the end of the night where usually I've got some padding and I can kind of make it overnight without a reach? Oh, of course. And so I'm going back through some of my older screenshots and stuff, and, like, I've got podcasting and Cobas running all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm only getting, like, four and a half to five hours of screen on time a day is because I'm hitting this phone as hard as I can screen off. And, yeah. and streaming you know, super high quality audio as opposed to storing it locally. And those mm-hmm. kinds of things are now kicking into the radio. So, I mean, again, it's it's not hard to demonstrate a newer 
uh, SOC, high performance, not properly optimized, Android 12 needs some bug fixes, and, and to get a day of crappy battery life. Um, the, the reason why I've given up trying to really dig into consistent battery testing is because you have no consistent day. You have no, no consistent use, and you've got to try and get a feel for a trend of battery life over a really long period of time. Absolutely, and and understand how the battery performs on the on this device and that you can anticipate. Because when you live with the phone is when you start realizing, like you said, you, you run a few hours of streaming music at high quality in the car when you're traveling. You're jumping towers, you're changing different experiences, but you're still streaming much higher frequency. Your bandwidth is being uh, driven even if the phone screen yeah. is off. Uh, a big thing that also a lot of people do. Hey, Josh. <laughs> hey, yeah. man. Surprise, surprise. Good, Good morning, morning Josh. Bajara. Hope you're doing well, man. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those weird uh, situations. Like I said, that depends on the usage of you doing and depending what you're doing at, at that day. Also, if you're running it on Wi-Fi most of the time, that also changes the experience as well because Wi-Fi is more consistent. You're not having – your modem isn't having to kind of seek and try to jump between 4G to 5G. You're more consistent. Your battery will last a little bit longer as well. Mm-hmm. Um what I what my concern, what my surprise is, is the, um, I guess it's just that when when he made the statement of three hours, it, to my understanding, when somebody says there's a number, it should be something that is measured over time, not just the last day of usage that you had. Sure. So my my only thing I would say is maybe he is using the modem heavily, maybe he is listening to a lot of podcasts and music. We don't know how his usage or, is. I, and 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 again, it's but it, you know, I'm giving, just saying giving. It, someone uh, at his tier the benefit of the doubt and again this is what i feel why there's so much emotional ire is a bunch of smaller creators a bunch of smaller enthusiasts not Mm -hmm. you know what i mean smaller communities of enthusiasts are now have to play this game where we're deferential to someone at like the top of the like we have to say things well to be fair to what his experiences might have been and no one seems to ever flip for the for, for as much posturing as we talk about, like average consumers and trying to make sure people, you know, buy the gadget that you like. Mm-hmm. Buy, but we don't really mean it. We want you to buy something popular, but but buy if you want to use garbage, you can use garbage. I guess if that's it, what you it, like, um, it, it it always feels unidirectional. And so, oh, instead you, of you should watch his uh, his Sony Xperia Pro I video that if you want to see your directional conversation, yeah. Um, giving it a compliment I, and a backslap no, at the see, same see, statement is like very interesting to look to... it, It's whiplash inducing and the same thing. It, what was, very. Um, like I watched it and I'm like, okay, so do you like it or do you, what was... Uh, and, and this is the other thing to, to get across is is like, yeah. I, I, I I have to work a lot in my comments um, for my videos. You know, someone will come and you can tell like, I put out my Duo 2 video mm-hmm. and there are a lot of little snarky bits in there. But you can see when a Duo 2 or a Duo fan or a Surface fan in general leaves a comment, um, it, it's, it's, it's always this kind of surprise or refreshing. Like, I wasn't expecting this. Someone actually tried to use it. Hey, look, he's pointing out some of the issues I had with it, but he yeah. still likes it. And, and they always kind of come to this like, I'm so happy I finally found an unbiased review. And it's it's like I need to jump on it immediately. Like, oh no, I'm I'm just trying to be honest about what my biases are. I'm just trying to be what, honest about what my preferences are and why I like these things over these other things, so that you can understand where I'm coming from. 
You know, yeah. and, and that's what I feel has been lost at some of these larger average consumer reviewer tiers mm -hmm. is what do you do on your gadgets and what do you like? Because then I'd be able to wait like, hey, you know, this this content creator just genuinely doesn't like, you know, digging in all to all the camera stuff on a phone because he shoots on really fancy studio grade equipment. Totally mm -hmm. makes sense to me. I would not wait anything that person has to say about cameras very heavily. Oh, this person doesn't game on a phone. I know where to put his review of a gaming phone. If he's not really playing games on mobile, I have the, and, and it, we would all be a lot happier, I feel, mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if that was just part of it up front. Like the main turn that John Redinger took may, was so much healthier for his channel. And I yep. know exactly where John's coming from. And I know exactly what John likes. And I love the storytelling quality of it because it's so much more personal than yeah. it used to be. His channel became so much more valuable to me because I get his perspective. And it's okay to demonstrate a bias yeah. if you're being honest and consistent about what it is that you're there to offer. If you're trying to tell people... You know, you're a fair and even-handed reviewer, but your reviewer, your reviews always skew to one demographic of viewers. Then that's cable news. That's not fair and balanced. It's that's the it's, seven o'clock. Uh, yeah, text, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's it is a very. I mean, so don't get me wrong. It, it, his his. Um, I don't want to make it. I don't want to make it like about it's a one person, but it, you know, just as an approach. Um, Sony pixels right now are very much a what's wrong with this what's not what's wrong with this story you know you hype it up you're very excited and then suddenly we get start getting all these commentary no phone is perfect we should start the conversation by saying this there is no perfect phone even the iphone even the samsung whatever insert samsung model number whatever even the best phone from any company that's released it's a it's a set of tailored experiences that are put together with a certain set of hardware and software that is intended to be what they're offering for this year that's pretty much a rough estimation of what you get from a phone. And whatever your personal experience is, what your needs are, start impacting that once you start putting your hands on a phone like that. So, you know, a Galaxy may, may work for most people, but I can tell you this. I mean, at the beginning of the year, some of my biggest concerns with them is the compromises that they did on that device. But nobody talked about that because to them, the yeah. S21 Ultra was the best thing since sliced bread. Same thing with the iPhone 13 Pro Max. You hear so much more videos uh, reinforcing the idea of why, yes, it's a great thing to buy the iPhone 13 Pro. But don't get me wrong. There are certain experiences, certain things that may not work for everybody. The goal of the channel, or at least the way I, I feel like we're both trying to approach this, uh, this uh, the review process is let the tech speak for itself. We share our experiences of what we did and what we went through. And the experiences should be reflected. And you need to explain them that this is how I experienced the tech. Dan's video was perfectly fine where he said, look, uh, you know, somebody may have a, a, a like a, it may be a massively big issue for them that YouTube studio is crashing on your, on your, you know, on your pixel six pro or on your pixel six, but understand that that's an Android 12 issue, not an, not, not a pixel uh, issue. And the nope. same day he put out a tweet saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, they updated the YouTube studio and it works better. Oh, I wasn't having a problem on my YouTube studio. So I, mine wasn't crashing. No, mine is, was crashing all the time. Hold on. I just got to see if I have updated. He's, yeah, no, he posted, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean to like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, the, some people were having issues and, and like I said, there's, it, it, it changes the, uh, the approach of how you see it. But at the end of the day, is it a deal breaker? Is it a, is it something that you basically will make you say, okay, well, this phone is hard garbage or something like that. 
I, so I don't really get, feel getting like... getting getting off of and and I, again I, I I'm I'm purposely kind of directing you here because okay. I feel another thing is we're we're watching sort of a contraction of tech YouTube where now the entertainment value of tech YouTube is the drama surrounding tech YouTube which makes a a, a pocket community even a little more insular and toxic and yeah. so now we're kind of stuck in this. Every and and again, it's 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 with good reason. You know, I, uh, the reason why TK and I talk so much about these things and the way that we live with gadgets is because it, it's it's a nice idea to tell your favorite content creator, well, don't worry about the haters or don't worry about all these other reviewers. You know, don't let them live in your head rent free. All these 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 things that we say um, to try and make someone feel better. But the reality is, if TK and I just come out with a video saying, hey, these are my experiences on the Pixel 6, this is us focusing on the positive, we're not picking apart some of these other review trends, um, all of that data is called into question. You yep. cannot escape all of the comments of, well, such and such big YouTuber said that the battery life was garbage. Well, such and such big YouTuber said that the camera was completely unchanged from a smaller sensor pixel. Well, such and such big YouTuber said this, and such and such big YouTuber said that, because we've gotten to a point in punditry where tech reviewing has been distilled down to this lowest common denominator of GSM Arena, I memorized the specs, and now yep. I just complain about the price, and that's about all I need to do to accomplish a review, I don't even need to use the gadget. And so to redirect some of that energy, and it's something that I go through cycles. Like, have you talked about this before on the podcast? Like, I can tell when I'm getting mean and I'm not just having fun with some of the snark. Like, mm -hmm. it weighs on you. And, and there's no, no way to escape it if your main goal isn't I need the most YouTube views. It's I want to have the fun conversations. The whole point of my channel is not to be the most successful on YouTube, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how I could make that any clearer that no, I am mean. actively trying to do everything that the YouTube algorithm tells me, you know, what, you know, not what to do. Not to do, yeah. They, they're like pointing you left, you're going right. No, I get, it. My, I get it. My YouTube creator panel is all red down arrows. I mean, it is, it is um, clear they don't like the you, trend you that I'm You should heading. never, yeah, you should never, <laughs> as a creator, if you are trying to be a creator, just don't look at the, at the at the trend. The trend is absolutely. It's like measuring yourself against yourself, and like as exactly what 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 Josh said. He's his problem with YouTube too for many many years now. Uh, you know, it just doesn't pay him enough. Yeah. Um, I, so so I, I'm to with get you back <laughs> to, to get back to what, where you were going though, and to get back yeah, to yeah. What, what you were saying there, it, it's the um, you know, I I, I do want us to find these opportunities where we can just geek out. It's upsetting that we kind of have to front load so many of our conversations to say, like, you have come to my video likely after having watched another yeah. reviewer. And based on chance, these yeah. trends, there's a very good chance you're already primed for this kind of a conversation. And you're about to be shocked because I had some, some similar but some different experiences. Yeah. And now we've got to untangle this mess. And there's no way to do that gracefully. There, the, you can't do that by only being smiley, happy, smaller YouTuber. I'm just so glad I get to participate. You have to engage in some conflict to undo some of that process or to explain why certain reviews trend in a certain direction or why certain testing works in a certain yeah. direction and yeah, why it, this is going to be different. 
but it doesn't mean that we can't have a reasonable conversation about it. And yeah. so it, it just cracks me up because I know I have a reputation, you know, across the internet um, and I'm not too bothered by it. But I still get those comments like, well, Juan needs to understand that not everyone thinks like him. And you're like, Juan's main point is that there should be more coverage of phones for smaller communities of people. I've, what you're saying is there shouldn't be? <laughs> like all all smaller phone communities should die and there should only be Sam Apple? Is that it, what we're trying to accomplish? There should I don't be think that's two, what you mean. There should be two videos dropped every time a new phone comes out. And it is basically the biggest YouTubers on the market. Uh, Lou to unbox it and MKBHT to give us his his uh, his point of view on, and I think that's pretty much what we need, right? Everybody else could just take a vacation, you know. It's well, the holiday. No, so I want to I want to get back because uh, yeah. TK and I rolled up to a TCL event with a Pixel Six and a TCL twenty in tow. Twenty Pro, <laughs> look. So um, we should, w- putting those rocking. two phones side by side, TK, uh, climactic showdown. Who who won? Who's the winner? Uh, TCL 20 Pro or Pixel 6 Pro, ready, go. Um, so overall, I think most of, for close-up shots, I actually it was it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. The low-light really performance wasn't. was actually not. Um, when it came to telephoto, though, when you start seeing some of those pictures that we were dropping, uh, that was very much the 6 Pro flexing its muscle. Uh, it, it's it's just because it does it has. It has I, I, I reach. couldn't I couldn't reach the stage with the the 20 Pro. Oh, I oh so I, I, you can. <laughs> But it's it's um, there was not enough light and there was not enough. Uh, the camera wasn't designed. They, the camera sensors that they have don't wasn't really designed to work at that distance. Uh, this is where literally, if it was, it could be a small and easy conversation to be said of this. Should you go for the six or the six pro? If you're ever going to be sitting in a, in a in a VIP box that is so far away, and you want to be able to see Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunn sitting at it on a stage and make sure that you under, see what it is. Um, I think overall the experience between the two, it's very nice to see TCL, you know, putting out devices. The 20 mm-hmm. Pro is definitely, uh, it, you know, 5G worked perfectly uh, great for it. Uh, the cameras, like I said, as uh, using the front facing or even the rear facing. So we we had the opportunity was... before before the movie just to get yeah. like yeah we 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 hit a we took some a, a little hotel bar and got some appetizers. Uh, yeah, but, but we could get some real food before I just Juan took in took and... uh, took the posted the pictures of the appetizers. You know the. Uh, uh, I think was well, it the tuna poke and uh, uh, yeah, it was the tuna poke and the the flatbread, the goat, the flatbread with the, go- the, with the, go- the mushrooms. Yeah, um, there go- were cheese. no pictures of the onion rings because I went hog on the onion rings. Um, <laughs> you uh, seen all, the, of those, uh... all of those photos were from the twenty pro in that kind yeah. of darker hotel bar area kind of mm-hmm. lighting. So again, I, it's um, it's one of the most exciting aspects of of mobile devices right now. I, I mean. The, the 20 Pro is like a premium mid-ranger. It's competing in a, literally in a mid-pack Yeah, pricing. if we're going to start showing colors, yeah. I, uh, I, I well, to... I, you, you've got the color. I've got the, the regular gray um, version of the hey, 20 Pro. Hey, Sony is... Nope, oh, Sony is. that auto exposure, too. Oh, right. it's still... It's very yeah no it, it's though. better it's very reflective that's there why it, it, it the the moment the reflection hits it the other way Sony's like no I'm not looking at this so yeah we get the we get the color there so okay, it, it, it was nice to to kind of put this into kind of a, a a practical situation where these photos would matter and the photos came out looking great mm-hmm. um, I would say the Pixel Six photos were better. But th- this oh, is one of the yeah. most the, – the, sorry, just to wrap up this one last thought. This is one of the most exciting aspects of smartphone design right now, 
where five years ago, if oh, yeah, my is, aunt or my my you know cousin walked out of a low cost carrier with some brand of a TCL or you know some kind of cheap phone, we all would have like gasped through our teeth. Oh, why did you get that phone? And now I'm I'm getting down into like two hundred dollar phones. Like mm-hmm. I, we're going to talk about Poco coming up here soon. I, oh, I'm, absolutely! I, yeah, I've been we've been playing with the Infinix, you know, as international labels go. Yep, and yep. there is really no terrible phone that's actually making it to market that if someone were to buy it, they wouldn't be reasonably dis- be able to achieve all of their daily driver smartphone computing needs and still mm-hmm. have some room for some fun stuff, video mm-hmm. streaming, yep. respectable cameras, even if they aren't the bestest. And and rocking the, the 20 Pro again for the first time in a couple months, um, it was really refreshing to see, you know, hey, if, if my uncle picked this phone up just because he needed something cheap while signing a new contract, he would be well covered. Oh, I don't absolutely. know that he would be bothered by having a 60 hertz uh, refresh rate display, but he goes and takes a picture of him and his wife indoors at a restaurant. Like those photos look banger. I mean, they mm-hmm. looked great. That, I mean, yep. that's exactly what his use for something like this would have been. I think he would really appreciate this, and also knowing that it's a little bit cheaper um, than it's friendlier. Like a base it's friendlier model on Samsung. the pocket, and the the, the design on this uh, on the twenty pros also very much the way they did it with the first one. It it looks it's punching higher than its own price tier for the for the quality of the design, the glass, the curved edges, uh, the the flat sensors on the back. That's there's a very much. A little bit of an LG feel to it because of the the way the teardrops oh. are on the back on the left. Oh yeah, you're, you're it's, totally. It's, uh, it's yeah. definitely like reminiscent of of like a velvet. A velvet, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I was about to say, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, same here. Kind of like I got it updated. I, I was uh, I you know rocked in there. Five G was working beautifully. Everything like it handled everything the way I was expecting it to handle, and the overall experience is still very nice. Uh, I and I had to install I think one update that came up uh, that apparently in the last couple of months. Uh, so you got sure. the big one gig update, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that so was I, the one I did we... get that one. I, I did update it before it was last month, so I, I caught okay. it. I, I don't know if it was launched last month, but I, I did update it last month. Again, I, I I want us to to find those opportunities where the spectrum of devices that are currently out right now. The problem isn't whether or not you're going to get a good earphone or a bad earphone. I genuinely believe the problem is choice. Because for as much as I dig on this TCL, and what I hope, like, for example, last night, we all kind of know what the gig is, right? Yeah. We've been friends with some of these these PR representatives for years. Like, oh, I've yeah. known Brad since before he worked PR. For, yeah, for, I didn't for realize. Yeah, uh, I learned that that was something new yesterday. I learned a little bit more about Brad. But, it, yeah, I've Brad, known him. Yeah. Brad is a good dude. We've, we've, we've known him and worked with him for a really long time. So we yep. understand, you know, like, you've got a Team Pixel TCL is trying to do something more engaging with content creators and developers and building up some kind of name recognition around their other gadgets and accessories because they're mm-hmm. doing killer on TVs right now. Amazingly, we, we know what, amazingly well, yes. We, we know what that is. I, I feel like the challenge isn't, does a company put out a good phone? The big challenge now is, can that company demonstrate some excitement over their product to get consumers interested. 
Yeah. And so, for as much as I love this poke, uh, this uh, TCL, I think this is a, a chance for us to kind of transition into the Poco. Yep. I think that's one of the areas that Xiaomi has been doing really well in is specifying the messaging to uh, very, very granular consumers. Very you good. know what a Black Shark is. You, you know, know exactly. what a Poco is. And, and I miss the me branding as being sort of a separate you know, kind of category. Now it's just Xiaomi. Xiaomi, I was um, going to say. But, but the me branding was a very specific kind mm-hmm. of conversation. And, and getting into the Poco M4, uh, what, what, what have your experiences been? Because you have used way more of the lower cost Pocos than I I, have. I, I jumped from the original to the M4. Well, yeah, I no, no, no. everything and, in between. And you got the new color on the F3, which is really, really nice. I was trying to, yeah, they reached out to me as well about it. So I still have my other F3. It wasn't a really big. Um, to I me, I, I love the fact of what Poco's doing with um, the capabilities that they're providing and the price point that they're offering right now. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, so, yeah, speaking of it, I think we got different colors. I got the green one this time, which is, again. You always um, get the fancy colors well so i reached out so i I always look at it because this is all the whole thing started with isa by the way isa told me that apparently when they reach out (laughs) she reaches back and she tells them can you send me the the really nice looking color so i haven't been going back with the can you send me the pretty color i just go back and say can you just send me something that is not the black one nothing against that one it just from a visual point when you're creating thumbnails and so on um some of their designs, especially with Poco, um, they like to do the very like the, the, the camera bump, the design, the colors that come back mm-hmm. in the back. I mean, it's a plastic bag. Don't get me wrong. It's we're not talking like glass, but um, I I looked at some of the colors that they had in there, and they were. I mean, luckily they were able to help me, and they they sent me a nice one. Uh, and I would have been perfectly fine, by the way, if they sent me the uh, the same color as yours. My thing at the end of the day was I just felt like why not ask? And uh, even though they said no. Yeah, see, that, that's the brand new color on the F3. So I don't have that one, but it looks amazingly nice. Um, you, nice. you could see Poco's focus, or at least what, uh, sorry, but Poco is a separate part, but Poco's approach to smartphones is bang for the buck. That, that They're really embodying that flagship killer conversation. Um, I wouldn't necessarily use flagship killer on this. I definitely think this is an amazing budget phone at about 250 euros if you buy the fully maxed out yeah. version or even 220 you're getting a lot of performance for what you would want to use a device at that price point. You're getting that performance to bang for the buck. How much you're paying and what you're getting is definitely more. And Poco still always delivers there. You get stereo speakers, uh, you get 90 hertz, you get uh, you know large display, 5,000 milliampere, 33 watt charging. Uh, it's not going to be the best gaming phone, and I said that in the video, but it plays games very well. I mean, just, you know, don't expect 120 hertz or 90 hertz on on PUBG, I'm sorry, on uh, Call of Duty. But just, again, the experience that you're getting there with the, uh, especially with the Dimensity 810, this is the other thing. MediaTek has been making a very big stride with a lot of the Asian uh, smartphone manufacturers now, especially with their more mid-range and price point. The Dimensity chipsets are to be reckoned with. So good. I can't wait to see what what MediaTek has to do for 2022 when it comes down to, you know, what's the next next marker, you know, because they're getting very close. And I like that they are able to provide us options that are more economical. People are able to buy these devices. Reno's been using them. Uh, Oppo's been jumping on. Xiaomi's been using them as well. Uh, we know OnePlus used them as well for the the, the Nord 2 with the MediaTek Dimensity yeah. 1200. So I'm really liking the fact that we're getting competition. And, you know, we're almost at that point where we're going to find out more about their next chipset. But it, what I was trying to kind of bring back is Poco's known for that. 
and Poco mm-hmm. delivers. So when you pick up a Poco, like you said, you know exactly what Xiaomi's trying to do or what Poco's trying to do. It's a bang for the buck. So, really so nice. I, I, I want to circle back to something because I think it's one of the, the again, I, I'm using a word like refreshing. I, I think mm-hmm. it's one of the, the more refreshing aspects of the Poco is that I think they are leaning into flagship killer without mm-hmm. all of the toxic baggage of labeling exactly the words flagship killer. Yeah. Um, I, I, can't, I can't think of a more successful example of a phone branding everything you need, nothing you don't. Nothing That's you don't. literally the label on the side of the box. It is so clear. It is so direct. You know this phone has compromises. You're not going to care because it does X, Y, Z at a low, low price, right? Yep. We, we get these bargain comments, and, and it was the early days of OnePlus really turned me off to OnePlus. I did not like this hipster, edgelord, flagship killer vibe that they put out there. Smash your old phone, and you'll be in the lottery. To yeah, the, OnePlus. All of the, that early the, OnePlus the invites, baggage. The invite system, uh, sorry, just to kind of bring it in right there. So It's pretty. Yeah, no, but that they 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 deliver though. Every time they release, Poco delivers. Um, you know, Black Sharp delivers. They're they're building on. They know that people like to see devices that look really nice and that perform well, and they're doing it really at at that price point. Like I said, uh, so I just like as the flagship killer is just a title. I think a lot of people like to throw it around, but at the end of the day, you would not be disappointed. Going into yeah. it, knowing how much money you paid for it, you definitely will not be disappointed. And it does perform quite well for what it offers us. Um, I wish they yes. had a little bit better support for for, uh, for connectivity in the U.S. That would have been my only thing. I could only get it to connect <laughs> on AT&T. Uh, T-Mobile for me was just not having it here. So I, I just, I think couldn't get it band... to connect to anything but like the T-Mobile tower that's like – Right across well, the so, street. Yeah, so you and have so, you have some. Yeah, you have yeah. exact opposite bands and support from absolutely. What uh, but I typically do. I mean, most of the time I'm able to pick up uh, at least HSPA Plus or something like that on T-Mobile. But yeah, this time it was a strict AT and T conversation. But for me, it was definitely uh, very nice. Oh my god! And the 2000 just been released yesterday in four nanometers. Um, it, it's very very like I mean, tech needs to fit what you need and I, like i said poco's yes. definitely so, delivering on it. so, so that's what fit, you fitting what you need and and yep. this is kind of why i want to bring this back and i'm so glad you kind of mentioned tcl in this space too yep. um i've been playing with the tcl 20 pro we took it out for a spin last night um yep. the the tcl 20 and tcl 20 se and oh, when you yep. look at those three phones from tcl my problem isn't are are there better phones or worser phones than these three from tcl my problem is kind of, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to put a lot of philosophy in, into this as easy as possible. You do that I and know, I'm going to show the 20L and uh, the SE. Yes, uh, but, but I know, I now have a better handle, Poco, Black Shark, Xiaomi. I get what I'm sort of in for. TCL 20, TCL 20 SE, TCL 20 Pro. I'm not exactly sure where I should be throwing my money. And and it's it's an issue of labeling and branding and messaging that mm-hmm. helps communicate to a potential consumer 
what may or may not be a good fit for them. And, and I mean, like, let's be frank, you know, every phone can look good in a, in a press photo or in some sort of mock-up or render. Render CL20 Pro looks so much prettier in real life than it might from a white background, fancy web page that every phone looks good from. I think it's the same problem the that the Velvet the had. Yeah. The Velvet looks like any other kind of upper price mid-range phone I mean, last year it looked like every kind of mid-range phone, and we really put it in your hands. Like, this was a really nicely constructed very, phone. Very, way more premium feeling than what you see in the pictures. Sure. Yeah, it, it's something to, to live with, something to try a device. And like I said, that's one of the reasons I think a lot of people look for why they want to see other people's perspective. But yeah. these these devices definitely hit above their price point. That's a they big do, driving but, point. But I'm picking up a, a Poco F3, and mm-hmm. I've got my TCL20 Pro, Mm-hmm. And there are numerous pros and cons and, and differences. But this, to me, kind of feels like the conversation we would have had last year about a Galaxy A70 mm-hmm. and an LG Velvet. Like, if, if you see these two on paper um, on a web page and you're just breaking down specs, the F3 seems like an obvious foregone conclusion. It's got the 870. It's more powerful it's it's probably going to get a little more regular software polish because of the way that Xiaomi updates MIUI. Mm-hmm. But then if you really hold uh, the 20 Pro in your hand, it's better built. It's more mm-hmm. nicely built. They both have, you know, some, some individual features and stuff, but you've yep. got the IR blaster and the headphone jack ready to go on the TCL 20 Pro. And, yep. and this, to me, becomes one of the, the grand fallacies of how we can kind of casually abbreviate the review process is I like these phones for very different reasons, and they're both kind of playing in a similar bracket of, of price for general consumers out there. Mm-hmm. But they're accomplishing it in very different ways. And that nuance would matter. If someone wanted a TCL20 experience and they picked up a Poco F3 because it's to more powerfuls, they wouldn't probably appreciate the the F3. They would probably be disappointed in that. There's there's a it, it is like you said. It's the it's it's when you think Poco and you think TCL TCL. And we, you kind of brought it back when you were explaining, like, how do you know what which TCL, which is the right TCL device to pick up? Because they do have a trio. They they had it last year, and they continued it this year. The big difference, though, this year is that the TCL 5G was not more somewhat of a better processor than the TCL 10 Pro, which I think last year was a little bit of a difference. Uh, TCL is uh, well, the 10 Pro was like a six six six, six, six yeah six, six thirty or six yeah. <laughs> six sixty, I think. Yeah, and then uh, and then easy for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but I'm saying this like last year's the the 5G had the 765, which because you needed a 5G modem and it was, it's more of a Qualcomm kind of uh, you know which chipset to use. The the devices that they have right now are very like you could tell the premium between the three. You can also tell which one is the mid tier and which one is lower from just the build quality. But at the end of the day. where TCL is right now, where they're trying to separate themselves from the Alcatel branding, because that's yeah. to, to a certain point, TCL was sold as Alcatel in the U.S. for the longest time. And Alcatel oh, yeah. didn't go away. Alcatel is still technically a brand mm-hmm. that they're still kind of – it's a whole subsidiary. They're still making thing for it. The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the GoFlip yeah. 4, uh, we just covered it on the channel, and Omar is rocking that one as his daily driver right now. So to me, it's it's – 
um, it, it, no, no, and I made sure to tell tell them yesterday. I said thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I love the fact. And I even mentioned it in my review. This is going to be my son's first phone, um, and it not That's only right. meets but exceeds his expectations because of what that device can do. Um, and it, it, I was joking about it yesterday. I said it's like you got to learn how to drive stick shift before you drive an automatic if you're going to get a license. And I told him I needed my son to go through T nine before he goes into, you know, on screen keyboards for the rest of his life and, and then speech to text. I want that skill set in his brains so that he so at I, least starts the same way I did. You I'm know making what I mean? my daughter learn how to play Mario Kart on a Super Nintendo Mini. I, I feel yeah. you. I, I, there, there, yeah, it's no, a history there, that's got to be respected. Absolutely. And you have to do it in the right order because if you just jump straight into smartphones, um, right. yeah, then they're like T, what, nine? Like, so uh, to me, at least right now, TCL is on the right path. They're moving in oh, the yeah. right direction. We saw some teasers earlier in the yes. year. We're still, I'm still excited to see some of the stuff that they showed us with the foldables. Because yeah, they were the only the... ones that were very close to what uh, LG was showing us, remember? I mean, they For showed sure. a couple but the, the that rollable option that hopefully maybe maybe CES 2022 uh, they they're, we're going to see some stuff from them. Um, but last night hanging out with them, going to the theater, checking out the movie, and just having a nice little chill week weekday night um, was so the vibe I've been trying to get for some time just to get out of the yeah. house, relax a little bit. Nothing against the fam. I love my family and everything. Obviously, as you guys know, uh, but it I'm, is. I'm pretty nice sure my to be family's able... sick of me, so I think they were happy <laughs> I got out of the house for a night. Um, but, but just just yeah, just yeah. to put a button on one of your last points right there. Sure. Yeah, the T9. We know when you pick up a TCL 20, 20 SE, and 20 Pro, we can feel out and communicate what those differences are. Yeah. I think more of that conversation needs to be led from the manufacturer. So, again, yeah. this is not a slight on any of the phones. This isn't to say, like, ooh, buyer beware. You know, is there FUD about getting what you pay for? You will. I think it's that one little bit harder for for a consumer to look through a brand. Like Motorola, I think, is suffering kind of the same thing. Is it a Moto? Mm -hmm. Is it an Edge? Is it an Ace? Is it a 5G? Is it an E? Is it a G? What happened with all of these different flavors of Motorola? Now it's so much more difficult to communicate which Moto would be the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. I think TCL is heading in the right direction. I think they've got the the fundamentals of TCL are obviously strong. Yeah. But I look at Xiaomi and based on a label on the and how the box packaging is different. Literally like a Mi a, a, a Mi 11 box is just fundamentally different than You look at this and you know a it's Poco a Poco box. It's a Poco know. box. It yeah. So that's that's where I that, I, that, I really that feel branding like branding has been in, Where is my uh oh I got the Poco King sitting up there too. Well, because I've got my, my TCL boxes over here, and I feel like it would be difficult to communicate what is the difference between uh, a TCL 20S. I'm sorry, a TCL S. I've been saying 20, but the 20S and a 20SE, mm -hmm. which one's which for which people? I mean, the boxes are physically different they're enough very, in size yeah. that there should be some corresponding size difference between the phones. But beyond that, I mean, they even show you just the back of the phone on one and, and the front show and you back of phone. So I guess this is the fancier phone, but mm -hmm. it's really hard to get a sense of what this is. If you were just like, you know, kind of looking down the aisles of a of a, you know, a Boost Mobile, which which one would I be grabbing here? 
it becomes a more difficult challenge. They, they to need express. to do a better. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They need to. Uh, I think just di- distinguish them, make the distinguishing factors between each each model a little bit more uh, pronounced and easier to identify for the consumers. Uh, because uh, you're right, they all three of them look nice, and all of them look very uh, similar in design. Um, it's till you hold it in your hand, till you feel like one of them has a plastic bag, the other one, the other two have basically glass bags. So you're like, oh, okay, so I see where the material changes a little bit. Maybe you can tell. But visually, when you're looking at them, it's a little bit harder. Um, the experience is also different because you're using different processors, 400 series as opposed to 600 series. You're you're kind of putting yourself into that into that bracket. Um, so hopefully, with the next generation of TCL devices, that they're able to be able to drive that message a little bit harder, so that people makes make it becomes like you said easier for them to pick. Um, I yeah. still think the 20 Pro or the Pro series is still some of their best options that they have because it doesn't. And I'm hoping they stick with the under $500 price tag because that oh, has I think been. They will. Yeah, it's it, it's it's just the perfect combination. It's great design. In fact, not not only sticking with under 500, it's it's an opportunity where I'd love to see TCL maybe use some MediaTek and play mm-hmm. with some of those features and pricing. And so TCL uses MediaTek a lot on their TV department. So you got to, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So TCL oh, MediaTek Media dominates Domin- in there. I mean, when like, you literally think of now smart- this is an opportunity for them to even look at what Oh, what absolutely. Sort of when, when you think of a smart device in your home, it's there's probably, a really good chance. There's a ninety percent chance of like that. There's running a MediaTek processor. It, it's it's uh, it's like uh, the the nineteen eighty nine Batman. You know the Joker. Chances are you bought them already. already. <laughs> you know, MediaTek is just in your home. It's already you sleep right uh, now and listening to whenever you call. Hey, and, exactly. You know, and so, they're, no, they're uh, actually Amazon uses them quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I was very much surprised sure. a couple of years ago when I went to their tech summit. And they had a display of all of the things that they have, like not everything, but like a like a collection of things. But literally, like all of Amazon's Echo, all of the things like they do. Um, it's legit. Uh, Peloton bikes, uh, the uh, OnePlus TV used them. Uh, what else was there? There was like a few other things in their tablets, and obviously, and so on. MediaTek, like I said, it, it's a company that is making a name for itself, but it's already there. It's it just it's becoming, it's making more more people aware of them. But it's like like you said, it's already there. You already have it. You just sure. didn't know it was there. So so it, it, it was a fun homecoming getting to kind of revisit some TCL. And I do feel like like maybe maybe I, I should try and live up a little bit more. Not like doing a ton more videos, but mm-hmm. this is the exact kind of conversation that I think would work for a written piece, yeah. like on my website. Just saying like, hey, you know, I'm checking this out. I'm checking this out. There's something really interesting happening at this price tier. And I think we can kind of revisit this. But I think this is primarily the biggest challenge for most brands um the messaging is especially coming from a westerner's perspective in north america where our market is so heavily dominated by two companies that spend ludicrous amounts of money on marketing Mm -hmm. look at like there's a backlash on google because you're seeing more google commercials so that's a reason to be upset with google i feel like the duo two microsoft has not done a good job Really no, trying uh, to reach commercial-wise, the yeah. tiny community of people that will be a good fit for the Duo 2. You've got to be real specific about who should rock a Duo 2. This is not a casually recommended product, but for that tiny group, it is amazing. And so then I see like the success of Xiaomi internationally and how Xiaomi is now like eclipsing every other phone manufacturer. And I think in part... 
they are nailing the regional marketing to make sure people are, are tuned in to what community they should belong to. And, and moving forward, uh, Microsoft needs to do better at that. Samsung needs to do better than that. And, and finally acknowledge that more people are into Galaxy A than Galaxy S and yep. really you know, properly get that messaging out there. And when I use these TCLs, the one thing that would make my conversation easier is if we didn't have to start from scratch, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of breaking down. This is the company. They make TVs. They've also made phones. They've currently got four different phones out, and they do these different things, and the right one for you would be somewhere over here. Mm-hmm. You've got to go through a flow chart. I do not need to go through that same flow chart for my more international-flavored videos on Xiaomi. I can abbreviate so much of that conversation and just get to the gadget. I don't need to spell out Poco because if you're watching my Poco video, I'm pretty confident you know what a Poco is. Oh, you, TCL, you have, yeah. I don't have that same ease. It's it's a it's a different conversation, but like I said, they're known for their TV, and this is technically their second year as their independent brand making their own TCL label kind of a thing. Um, so we just need to see, hopefully, that you know how the, the I guess the thirty series, since technically that would be the third uh, the third generation, uh, will be announced. Because I think we sh- we should be hearing some about something about that at CES the way they did it last year. Uh, the media tech, the silent part, 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 the opposite, the opposite of, of Intel. I, uh, let me tell you, think... because you've, you've actually worked with media tech PR. I yeah. have tried. I, I have contacted. I have showed up at events. I have reached out. Media tech has never gotten back to me. It is like one of the top companies that I have wanted to try and storytell like, hey, this is what I think is happening here. And, oh, we've got this velvet. Let me show you how they perform. And this is really this is really great. Never have gotten anything from MediaTek. So you talk about a silent, a silent. Very, company. very like, much a silent part. I, it, it is it is a very interesting approach of how um, their their approach to the U.S. market right now is is slowly building up. It's not something that they're you know they're not trying to go as hard as let's say a Qualcomm approach is to things. So that's one of the other things. They're very small, and uh, overall, my experience with them kind of stemmed over from XDA as working with them yeah. over the years with XDA. So that's how I was able to make the the, the relationships go in kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that the conversation keeps going, you know, with the solo career that, you know, now that I'm no longer, you know, participating or, or creating content on the XTA side. So to me, it's I'm hoping that that conversation kind of keeps going through. Hopefully we can also open up the channel. So it'll be it'll be nice. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But I'm happy to see what they're doing well with those conversations. And then oh, and do, also do. It, it's it, it's just like the nerdery of being able to point out like. You know, I wish I could spend more time with Exynos. I, I love getting to see what Tensor's doing. I, like, yeah. I just put up this comment from Vazicos. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Media Tech 1000. AV1 decoding. And you're like, you you lose so much nuance if all you do is run an N22 and then say, like, oh, but it doesn't perform as well. If there's a difference or there's a reason for why we're changing CPU cores or if we're trying to implement different machine learning algorithms or if we're trying to... Like make different types of video streaming less resource intensive, which saves you on battery life. That's the real flavor, right? You know, if you just read the spec sheet, check out a Geekbench score, and then complain about the price, you have fundamentally missed what that company is trying to accomplish. And you're not reviewing the company or you're not reviewing the product, you're reviewing what the product isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's 
a, a very it's a fundamental issue that I think it's a, a very it's it's yeah it's, you're not judging the device you're just telling everybody what it's not I'm pointing the conversation into something else it's like you're using it as a stepping stone to move you into the you know to to feed right. whatever the ne- narrative if Netflix that you're goes AV one and a majority of Netflix is consumed on mobile now like they they just you know because did you get the update for Netflix for games no no <laughs> so so you can play these like little. <sighs> not great um you you were they're definitely just dipping their toe in the water of mobile gaming and it's not game streaming it's just like yeah. let me let me download this balance a marble game and you move a board and it moves the marble up the board um it's like the same kinds of gaming that i had like on my htc's on windows mobile back in the day but it's a reminds start. me of the games that my son has on on his uh, on his Go Flip Four. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe not even that sophisticated. Okay, oh, no. Thanks. To be fair, the Stranger Things game is a little bit more sophisticated than that, but not much. Um, so the but the the interesting thing that that arose from that most of my Netflix viewing is on TVs. Yeah, I am I am now like significantly in the minority. So much of Netflix streaming. A majority of it is now being done on some type of mobile device, a phone or a tablet, or even up to a laptop. That is now sort of the core usage of something like Netflix and being able to kind of contribute and to control that ecosystem. You know, Mm -hmm. you open up Steam, you get Steam sales. Oh, right. I, I opened up Steam because I wanted to play a game. Now Netflix is trying to kind of expand on that. It would be a significant advantage for a core Netflix consumer to know that Netflix's newest, highest quality streaming codec is natively supported in the hardware of your mobile gadget and will now use less battery as a result. That to me is, is an important part of that conversation. Will that individual care that they score a lower GPU score and so they can't play a, a graphics intense video game that they never would have played from their phone or will they care more that they just got three hours of additional Netflix streaming after Netflix update up, updates their app. That, to me, is now the critical nuance of are we really fitting the right product to the right to consumer? The right yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's what do you need out of your device, and how does this device fit your needs? Not what this device doesn't do for your needs. I, I feel like it's a, by, by you know comparing it and um, – and I don't mind comparing devices. I don't mind doing comparisons between smartphones. Obviously, there is a narrative that people like to listen to. But judge the phone for what it can do and what it does and how it does it if it if it meets your needs. And then if you really – because I always said it, and I think I said it like last weekend or the weekend before. A person that's looking into buying or, uh, or that's looking to buy a Pixel 6 Pro is not considering the Pixel 6 Pro, the S21 Ultra, the 13 Pro Max, and insert whatever flagship in there. They're not shopping all of those things. They're seriously looking for what they need and does the 6 or the 6 Pro meet those needs. If you like pixel science when it comes down to image uh, processing and the way Google and Pixel images come out, then – 90% of the chance most of the things that the Pixel can do will meet and exceed your expectations. Don't compare it to the 888 and don't compare it to, you know, the A15. Even if the A15 gets a geek bench of like 20,000 or whatever, guess what? You'll never see an A15 on a Pixel. And you'll never see an, uh, you know what I mean? Like I, just it's right. the 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 sheer uh, comparison and making it so well, it's not an A15. That's not what but somebody looking into a Pixel is looking for. They're looking for a phone that does what they want. So it's great. Easy pictures. Auto mode is actually the, the main driving force behind it. 
Um, and and I think what we the, what we have right now is better security, a better flavor, a little bit more material U customizations. Mm-hmm. So the approach to this review, just let the tech speak for itself. I, well, I, I mean, you know, so to, let, let's 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 mock debate. Sure. I feel because our our first Pixel Six videos were performance performance testing based. Performance, yeah, exactly. You need to kind of compare and contrast against other devices. I Absolutely. think it's fair. I think it's fair to say Google is doing something significantly different with CPU cores mm-hmm. and that will result in a lower grade of performance versus an A88. What say is- you TK? So how, say, how, do, how do we how do we express those differences while while leaning into what what the phone is 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 actually capable of? So from a capability standpoint, it absolutely there's going to be differences between every model. Any car you go into the to the lot right now, even from the same dealership, you're going to have different great performances depending on the car you pick up. The question that I'm, I'm trying to drive at this point is that we are beyond the average. And I'm more, I don't like saying the average. Hardware has surpassed <laughs> the need of the, the limitations of what we need on the daily activity to enjoy our devices. We have hardware perf- – the performance that we have now is way more powerful. We are beyond. Software is where everything lives in. When you're buying mm-hmm. a Pixel and when you're getting a smartphone, knowing that this device may not perform as well as an 888 may be something that you should care about. But the question is, how does it do what it does on its own? Can you, I mean, does it turn on? Does it have a light behind, you know, does the display turn on? And does it actually, uh, you know. Does it feel good in the hand, in the hand? TK? Absolutely. If there's no sharp edges, I don't know if I want to. know. They need to know. Um, judge it for what it does in that aspect. Uh, a Pixel smartphone, once you once you use a Pixel, especially now with the new direction that Google's going with Pixel and Material U, it's a very different conversation. They're changing the narrative. They're no longer that stock experience that everybody's going with and may not be the, the right flavor for everybody. But don't make it sound like the Pixel 6 is hot garbage just because it's not as fast as the 888 or just because, you know, Tensor is, you know, still needs a few software updates for it to kind of start keeping up. Again, the device is barely two weeks old in, in people's hands. Um the, the narrative around it has been colored slightly on both ends. You get the the pro or the whatever, you know, people are against it. But it, it truly needs a little bit more time. You can't make that one judgment on day one and that's it. Live by the rest of the, you know, all the videos after this should just basically say, sorry, battery life sucks. This doesn't, this doesn't work. Where I was playing games on it. I was using it for what I would normally mm-hmm. use a smartphone to enjoy my content on it. And for me, it performed quite well. Seven hours plus is for me is a very good experience on a smartphone because I, yeah. I there are some other devices. I would that imagine I your some. use is probably a little more intense than screen average. screen. Not only is the screen on, uh, the radios are on. I'm, I mean, I'm constantly transmitting and receiving because none of the none of the games, as you know, run locally, with the exception yeah. of like Dead Cells. But I'm saying like you know, if you're playing Fortnite, if you're playing uh, you know Call of Duty have, stuff, there's a lot of back and forth. Have you jumped on Tesla Force? No, uh, so I downloaded Tesla Force and I started to play it. Thank you for the heads up on that one. I was actually a really good time. Um, I didn't get a chance to play a lot on it yet because I had to jump over on the uh, the M4 Pro. So I, I'm, I I'm actually... finally because because it's it, did you play Tesla versus Lovecraft? No, so I didn't install that one. No. Okay, so so uh, it, because I I hipped you to Undead Horde and Undead yeah. Horde is top down twin stick, but it's all about unit management, and so exactly. this can cook. A phone because you've got all these tiny little undead minion that you've got to control and there's Absolutely. a lot going on 
Um, and and by comparison, so ten, the developer for these games uh, that I love, this developer, Ten Tons, they make PC, then they port to Switch, and mm-hmm. then eventually the the last run goes to Android. Android. But they've been abbreviating how long that window is. So like when Undead Horde came out, it was a very brief window before Undead Horde made it to Android. So it right, didn't yeah. feel like like you 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 got a two year old game. It was like half the price of buying it on PC, and it came out relatively quick after the PC version came out. So um, uh, Tesla versus Lovecraft is more in keeping with their older style of twin-stick top-down mm-hmm. shooters. And so like Neon Chrome and Tesla versus Lovecraft and Judge, I think, was the other one. Okay. Really like bullet hell, bullet storm. You're a tiny little figure. Things are swarming at you. You're trying to get these power-ups. You're trying to shoot in all these different directions. They're just beautifully crafted games, mm-hmm. but they can be a little simple for replayability. So for, for Tesla Force, they took the world of Tesla versus Lovecraft, where you are Nikolai Tesla building mm-hmm. ridiculous contraptions to fight Lovecraftian demons, and they turned it into a roguelite. Yep. So the the whole replayability problem is built directly into the core mechanic of the game now. You are going to live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat, repeat. live, die, repeat. As you kind of expand your repertoire of weapons and you build up your resources, you, you can unlock other playable characters. And the graphics have gotten a bit of a polish. The I like gameplay the, yeah, is it definitely faster. Mm-hmm. It's it's faster and it's a bit more brutal. It's it's less forgiving than Tesla versus Lovecraft. I I think you would very much enjoy cranking some time on this because then also your play window is really short. So it's very easy to pick up, die, put the game back down and have have had a satisfying like 15 minute game experience. Um I I can't really say enough nice things about this developer because they've been making great games. Their commitment to also supporting mobile has been really encouraging i I, I really love it when like dead cells you get a great version of the game that makes it to your phone yeah no no i for me the gaming experience on on a a pixel has been uh, comparable to some of the other devices like i said i mean i i always strive to try to get the best performance like i love the fact that the the um the xperia one mark three can play call of duty at 120 but you know what i i expect that device to do that there's a collaboration there we also have a 4k 120 there's there's a different flavor for it but um and and it's also just kind of showing off the respect of what our phones are really capable of if mm -hmm. we can get good software because i would say like a 10 tons game actually runs better on a phone than it does on a switch and a switch is dedicated to the the active gaming but if i play tesla versus lovecraft or tesla force on on my pixel 6 which we know is not as powerful as some of the beastly 888s i'm getting like it it can barely 50s i'm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, it's basically just a paperweight. Um, yeah, yeah. But I get mid-50s frame rate, right? That is above what I would get on a Switch to play the same game on a less quality screen. So those those types of, of like, you know, thresholds, like that to mm-hmm. me is an important benchmark to reach. Can I play Undead Horde close to 60 frames per second? Because I can't do that on a Switch. Consistently, and I can't do I that around on a 62. lot of other phones. Yeah. It's it's kind of a big deal for me. I, I Mobile gaming for me is 
at the same level as mobile consumption because I do I do like to watch content on my devices. Like when I'm taking my son to you know, karate, swimming and stuff, I have some time to kill. So I'm sitting there, uh, you know, either watching content or so on. So for me, a smartphone to be able to do what I needed at the time that I needed is the biggest concern. This is why when, I, when we measure an M4 Pro from Poco or we measure a TCL 20 Pro or other devices, the experience is, like I said, right now, it's really driven by software. It's not the hardware. The hardware can do so much more than what we're doing right now that it is seriously on the developer side. Uh, getting really 120 get hertz. Yeah, yeah, getting 120 hertz on, on Call of Duty Mobile is not limited by the hardware. It's a collaboration between, uh, you know, <laughs> just... Don't I love that you bring that up because it does feel like one of the most cynical... No, like, I mean, don't. It's and it's been going on for. Cod for some Mobile. Time. I feel like we'll turn we on need, your phone if like, we feel like it. Have they and, and encouraged this is, this is, this us? This is to Fortnite all over again. Yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> Fortnite all over. I remember OnePlus's relationship with them. They got the first sixty frames per second game, and I was like, okay, great, get it to cool. more devices. 90 hertz is the best you can hope for on anything else, even on a gaming phone. This is the weird thing. Even on gaming phones that are gaming centric, 90 so hertz funny. on that. But. Again, what what I what I see there is truly like when you talk about the developers, you know, for Undead Horde and so on, or Tesla versus Lovecraft, or even Tesla, uh, you know, Tesla Wars. You need to appreciate when developers are putting in the time to bring in to port these games and to give you those experiences. Mobile is the next step for everything. Devices are large enough now that you can literally like you don't really even need a tablet. Where some of our devices are inching up to seven inches on the display size. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 milliampere is almost like a standard now. You go around, literally, I think that's that's a great movement. Um, but it's something that I think we should need to, uh, you need to try, you need to appreciate. And like I said, as time goes on, things do get better. The Pixel 6 conversation is going to change as time goes on. Google is mm-hmm. known for bringing in new features, optimizing and, and making things work way better for you as time goes on. This is something that I know it's hard. I think you mentioned that, uh, you know, buying something for what it can do now or what it can do in the future it's a little bit of both when it comes to that. Uh, very rare that I get a yeah, Matt Tyler. Aaron's I like, know hey, usually Matt we're, Tyler. we're we're very we're very early. Well, yeah, we're it's Friday, um, but I will say this: I wanted to kind of touch base a little bit. You did mention gaming, mobile gaming. You mentioned the Switch, but we didn't talk about Steam Deck and what going on this week. Oh, that I got to break my thing. heart. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not. It was a big I, news. I mean, in the I week. didn't realize this would be Crush One Soul. Uh, uh, is that a new game? Part of the podcast is is this like the new? I'm so sad. I really am. No, I, that, I, that I, one... I, I felt for you uh, in the same boat because, like I said, that makes it even worse for me if I'm even trying to if I'm even trying to put it in order myself. Um, well, and and I got my so it, everyone who's been following my podcast. I was on a road trip when Steam Deck went in presale, and yep. Steam's. Uh, I mean, again, I appreciate that 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 Valve tried to make this aggressively locked down, so you couldn't just. Put in a pre-order for a Steam Deck. You, you had to have a, an account that was that had bought things in the past and had a certain amount of time behind it. Like you, you had to have like a verified account to put in a pre-order. And mm-hmm. I did. And their system, their servers were melting so hard when pre-orders went live. They they just booted me. So I wasn't able to get a pre-order in until later that afternoon. And that put me so far behind in the queue that. Um, I, I probably wasn't going to get a Steam Deck or on their original launch window until 2022 anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was supposed to be out in time for kind of the holiday season. I was, was really yeah, hoping. Was, they were supposed crossed, to start sending it, it out in another few weeks, December. So we just we just got the email that they're going to be bumping. The initial batch is going to start shipping out in February. 
And so now they can't even tell me. They're just saying, like, into Pending. quarter two, 2022, which is, like, April um, at the earliest. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm even more, like, you know, like, oh, I was willing to kind of, you know, wait out the holidays. We know there's some slow time. I'll probably get it January, February. Then we can jump in. And I, I want to host more of that content over on Twitch. I want to mm-hmm. talk yeah. about games and, and stream, actually stream straight from it on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now it's like I'm I'm also going to be even two months further review uh, removed from that. Um, is is just like it's hurting my soul. I've got this little this little pocket of gadget budget that's just sitting there ready for this Steam Deck to to sell. And and it was the uh, the high and low too because you get the email. I only saw something about your Steam Deck reservation in the subject line. I was like. Are, are they is getting ahead of schedule? Yeah. Is it coming? Is, am I going to be able to give them my money now? And instead, it's like, oh, no, by the way, God, that, that just gutted me because I got click, all excited. Clickbait click, click by an email to make you read the <laughs> It just it killed me. I mean, I, I can't tell you like the immediate high and low, the roller coaster ride of emotions surrounding <laughs> the Steam Deck. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm real sad about that. I put out a poll on Twitter yeah, even that. asking, like, should I cancel my pre-order? Should I, you know, I wanted something mobile. I, I've been reluctant to buy into Nintendo's ecosystem for the way that they they sort of catalog their old games and they mm-hmm. make you rebuy old rebuy. Games. No, no, seriously, yeah, like you own the game, you have the yeah, but no, you have to download and you buy it as a digital download, which is a different yeah. even yeah no uh, Ver- versus my Steam library, which is ridiculously full of games that I've never played that will just play on almost anything that I can hook up my Steam account to. No, so no, I I am. I, I put out the poll and I put in like a joke, you know, like a wacky poll option and uh, or maybe I should just invest more time into game streaming from my phones on something like GeForce Now. And uh, overwhelmingly, people said I should stick with the pre-order, just stay in line, wait for it to come. It, it's the thing I'm looking at. There are these experiences that I want to share with Lex. She's not super into using a controller, but she's starting to play more with like... Um, my Super Nintendo Mini, and mm-hmm. on our PlayStation, we'll play some Street Fighter or some Tetris. And I felt like this would be a good way to introduce her to some of these other styles of gaming in a way that she can sit on the couch and comfortably hold it, and it should be a good fit for how she might want to interact with it. And and to me, this would be a good pathway. I'd have good control over it, what we can install on it. You know, I'd mm-hmm. be able to keep her from buying a whole bunch of stuff without us paying attention. Um <laughs> Further that, increasing that, the size of your library with more kid-related right. games. <laughs> so, uh, so and, and then also the fingers crossed. Like, at some point, it would be cool if, you know, this style of mobile PC gaming can take off and I can incorporate my Epic library or I can log in with my other... Um, it would be you know, amazing various if, other store yeah, if, if they open it up and allow you to, to get Epic to install and some of the other uh, library game library applications... Because the it's a dedicated gaming unit. It's not intended to try to be a desktop PC. It's not going to have background. You're not going to have you know Microsoft services running in the background or Norton. Run, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that this is. This speaks to specifically, like you said, for mobile gaming. This is truly what you want. You want a dedicated PC that runs these type games, and um, it's a decent display, great haptics, controls on there. So it, it definitely. Well, can, I think it is. I mean, so we can use one. To, no, no. What I'm saying is, what they're proposing oh. is the the approach. Yes. That's the, that's yes. the proposed experience. Well, and and is I, it and what I you're going to get in the is, box? Yeah. I, I hope this is an idea that's cloned. I want to see Dell 
make an Alienware. I want to see HP make something. I, I want to see... Because right now, there are a couple versions of this idea that have been out in very boutique ways, and I'd love for Valve to start. So Steam Deck is, is not and should not be the end of this conversation. I want to see more. And again, I think this also helps Like if you're into mobile phone gaming like I am. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people I've turned on to the idea of grabbing a Steel Series or, or trying to hook up another controller because you know Castlevania plays really great on your phone. Dandara. Oh, yeah plays really great on your phone. Battle Chasers chugs real bad on the map sections, but the combat works really well on your phone. I mean, there are all these 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 experiences that we could be consuming in other ways. And and I'm hoping that this just broadens the conversation for that and gets a few more companies interested in it because the sort of the console wars, the streaming, the game streaming wars we just had another uh, announcement that Sony's going to be off their manufacturing of the PlayStation 5 by over a million units getting into the oh, holiday season. That's you know, cool. it's going to be even more difficult to get a PS5. I'm not going to be able to get just my Steam just Deck when it was starting to get a little bit better because it was starting to show up and more, they're, and yeah. they're cutting and it's and they're cutting it hard. So the um the uh, the solution could be Maybe you sign up for Game Pass. Maybe you sign up for GeForce Now. If you can, if you I was can about handle to talk about some of that bandwidth, uh, especially could, with the new 3080 RTX plan that, that they're yeah. Oh my god, not not having to buy a 3080 and having that level of experience gaming on on cloud based gaming is going to be crazy nice. Like if we could only do that type of experience on to be able to power our, our rendering, like. Install the software locally, but run the, the actual render server base where you're running a lot of the horsepower. If you have the bandwidth for it, uh, that would be – I can see some revolutionary experiences change there, not having to have to have uh, to worry about it. I would love to <laughs> – the well, I, So Aditya was like, we, we're going to welcome Lex to the Halo Reach community. I – Okay, so she's she's in that very early like learning to use a controller phase, which is just adorable. As she's like swinging I, I think her you need to arms, put a mouse and keyboard and in her hand right now, man. Get the accessories right. I know you love controllers, man. Mouse and keyboard all the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, so the the reason. Okay, but there's a reason. So yeah, the, yeah. one of the reasons why I've kind of gravitated more towards controllers is because I haven't wanted to carry something like a switch when I'm out and about. I have a phone. And I can just throw like a my Steel Series in, into my backpack or into my yeah. bag, and that's a little a little bit less to to walk around with than a phone and a Switch, mm-hmm. um, especially the way that I'd want to like take care of a Switch and the way that I just don't care that my controller's out naked in a backpack, right? Like I, I don't want the whole accoutrement of of packing a Switch. So as I've gotten older. I have gotten worse and worse with modern first-person shooters mm-hmm. causing almost immediate motion sickness. When, oh. when I was young, I could jam on, like, classic first-person shooters all the way through, like, the Half-Life series. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that would mess me up in Half-Life, especially, like, Half-Life 2 and all of the episodes, vehicle sections would make okay. me want to Rolf, like... Almost immediately. You know, in, in Half-Life 2, you get on that hover boat thing, and you're going through the canals. I can't play that section of the game. I just can't. But then getting into more modern, crispy, fluid, high-frame rate first-person shooters today, I get maybe five minutes of playtime, and I can mm-hmm. feel that hot spit in my mouth from, oh, I think I'm about to throw up. This sucks. Okay. 
and and I know it's probably like a situation with the ergonomics or having the right monitor or being the distance or tweaking the settings and and I just can't. And so increasingly I've I've been getting more into arcadey styles of games and top-down mm-hmm. shooters and role-playing games and and um yeah, like playing battle chasers, I'm not the biggest fan of JRPGs, but it's a gaming experience that I can jam for hours yeah. and not feel like I'm about to lose my lunch. <laughs> it, it, so I've started to appreciate shooters, it. Uh, I, I'll say this much. I, like at the beginning of the day when I wake up in the morning and I try to play the first couple of matches take me a few minutes to wait. It's almost like the brain has to wake up to a, a, to a frequency. But no, you're right. It, it has to it has to do a lot with the um, what, what, it, what you're comfortable with and what you are, are enjoying as a game. Like I can play call of duty for uh, like a few hours i mean and, and i try to jump in with uh with matt as much as possible but yeah he plays it on a tv so i tried playing call of duty with a controller on a playstation i cannot do that I, I like for me i was having um i was having a little bit of a reverse experience because i'm used to playing it at 120 frames per second and then jumping down to 60 frames per second because that's what my tv could do was a very oh tk let them eat cake Oh, no, no, no. that I would it, suffer it, it, at 60 frames per second. It's not, it's not a suffering. It's what I was trying to uh, empathize with is the motion sickness. Oh, I it. started yeah. to feel that because I was so used to one experience over the other. That makes sense. There was sense. that one time when I was having a motherboard problem. I don't know if you remember. My PC was down for at least a couple of weeks. I had to kind of send it back. MSI, a whh- uh, gigabyte uh, going on. Um, and I, I could not spend two weeks without playing some VA. I wanted to absolutely, uh, controllers. No, no, don't get me wrong. The steel series and, um, just mobile gaming has so many options. And I think that's the biggest benefit here is whatever you like, you will find the right way to play it. Um, I personally prefer the controller that goes on the sides of the phone. Although I knew, I realized that it does block certain ports, um, and audio, and that I was referring specifically to the audio port. The other port doesn't really get. Oh no! But could, depending you know, on depending on the phone, it'll block speakers. Uh, some yeah, some devices if they're not firing sideways, uh, if you're firing forward, yeah, you do kind of get a little bit of that muffled sound. Um, I, I just I love where we are, and I'm, I can't wait to see what Steam Deck does for us and what it actually could, like you said, hopefully bring the future of mobile gaming. It could be a big thing, uh, as long as they keep you know they double down and they keep moving forward with it. I think Steam is. The, the right company to do it with the massive library that they have. And, well, and if they're able to, open I think it up. Steam is the right company to start it. And now Steam, yeah. I think, also needs to get in gear on what their strategies are going to be. Like, I think it's shocking that Steam has not come up with a GeForce Now competitor. I would pay Steam 10, maybe even 15 bucks a month if I had access to my Steam library. And I know there are some complicated licensing issues. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, it I was sound gonna... like it's so easy. But that to me would be a, a beautiful value add. Mm-hmm. for my Steam account where I would be able to access all of that. I'd be even more encouraged to spend money in the Steam store, own the game, and then lease time Because you can't play, you can't play your, your Steam library on a GeForce Now type of an experience right now. So it, it, is, it isn't... Yeah, but it's not part of... Um, We'll have, yeah, you're right. We need to see more. Uh, Steam's approach has been mostly about connecting and making things work as a Steam link, more so than trying to leverage, like, you know, allowing you to play Steam games from your PC over your network, as opposed to trying to give you access to cloud-based, because I think that's a much bigger approach and servers and so on. I remember all of the the concerns that GeForce was dealing with at the beginning. Um, 
same here i <laughs> cannot play many first person games due to motion sickness however was able to play um and enjoy cyberpunk 27 so cyberpunk 2077 has that nice little bit uh, of, of uh it's it depends on how you play it you could play it very fast or you could take your time enjoy the universe uh the, uh, the you know the ecosystem oh suction cup that's that's a nice one i haven't seen one yeah, like I- that before so this is the official Sony mount for oh, okay. DualShock for the DualShock, and, yeah, 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 and then it and it's to built to go on a glass back phone because they make you got to take the phones. case off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lashawn, what's up? Holla at your boy. He Dude. said trash. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, it it is definitely very, very nice. It is very. I love the options. Let's just say that. I love the options. Uh, the other thing I wanted to double check, I know you put, put out the video for the OnePlus Buds Pro. Um, you finally got a chance to spend some time with your Buds. Yeah. I'm down to one Bud, but we'll keep that conversation for a Yeah, moment. I feel so bad that you lost one of your Buds. I, I have seen oh, in and out of all of places. my Buds. No, no, no. It, it was weird. Like I was I was having lunch with my brother and I had the Buds in my ear because I was finishing up a call. And as opposed to taking them out and put them back in the case, I took out I one Bud and I put it on the table or on the in the, in the tray. Oh, yeah. We and then it's lunch. gone forever. And then by the time I remembered that I was missing a Bud, I, I was already home. I would like, okay, where did I put it? Where did I put it? And then my brother's like, didn't you put it on the tray? I'm like, oh, crap. And then by the time we went back, because I, I crazy. It's like you threw away a retainer. I, I, it's pretty, yeah, that's, that's how, and you can't replace half of, a, of the buds. You have to buy a whole set. So yeah. it's becoming basically my, um, oh, and you got the white ones. That's right. Yeah. You did get the white. Uh, the so nice hard ones. to shoot video. They're, yeah. they're like blindingly bright white. And my new main, uh, shooting station is on a white desk. So I'm trying <laughs> to get like the the we need the to get you some gels right. yeah yeah or or get some uh <laughs> so i shot i shot so much of the video on on this terrible creaky stool <laughs> just because it's got like that that pleather, pleather um, yeah, just black contrast yeah so you can get the oh. color to calibrate correctly you remember these stools these stools like hurt your bottom after about I, five minutes I of remember. sitting on them i was so there for, I uh, shot for an hour and a half that one time Dude, <laughs> you go to the end. Have you have you gone to rewatch that video? Because at the end of it, you can see like how we're shifting. How, uh, we're shifting like, yeah, the it, whole it time. A, well, no, so okay, like, so we I'm don't have a back. Sit, yeah, yeah, and and, and it, the way it's it, it. Don't worry about it. You know what? I I try to remember the good parts of that day and the fact that we got a chance to hang out and I got a chance to check out the lab. It was. Um, I mean, it was so long since we last hung out at the park prior yeah. to that. So to no, me, that was, I would that, take that, that was good. It is. And like I said, last night was uh, honestly to, to kind of top it off a little bit of with everything kind of going on. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to put out the video today for the Pixel 6 Pro. I want to talk a little bit more about that. So that's going to be my next yeah. video kind of going on. Um, but hanging, hang, having a chance to hang out with you yesterday and kicking it and watching a movie and just having a nice, you know, chill, a little bit of a, you know, hang out with, with some friends type of a night um, was definitely nice. First time at the Chinese, sure. uh, sorry, uh, at the at the TCL, uh, uh, you know, Chinese theater. I'm glad you finally got to see a movie. TK uh, oh, had never seen a film in that uh, uh, in the and, Chinese theater, and, and that's and like a rite find, of passage in Los just Angeles. to find out that my son's been there twice on through summer camp back in a couple of years ago, and it's like so they've watched like Finding Dory and Cars there, and I Perfect. was like, what? You've been here tw-? <laughs> like okay. Well, at least I said I told him I finally was able to make it, and it was uh, he was excited as well. As you know, he was texting me last night. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? How's it going? Did you get a chance to meet him?" And I said, 
Um, no, sadly, he didn't get a chance to they meet Benedict. They kept us far away from the Yeah, they, they knew, they knew really Benedict funny. and I shared a lot in common that they, yeah. they just did not know about. Um, For sure. But the movie was nice, If uh, and like I said, it will be hopefully available in the next few weeks on the 1st of December. Um, so today, you've had... I want to get back to yeah, yeah. your buds here. You, you had the OnePlus buds. Yes. I you got to use them, them for a while before, before you lost one of them. Um, what has your experience been with OnePlus Audio in the past? I, actually, pretty positive. I've, I've been using um, their, their, their neckband solution for quite some time. I actually have my wife on, their, um, on theirs, the last one. The, I want to say the, uh, the OnePlus – oh, man, I forget the name of the moniker – but it's the last one that they released that was a neckband style in the ear because that's the only one that fits mm-hmm. hers because of the wing. Um, I have their USB-C uh, buds that I like to use for some – yeah, exactly. Um, These guys? Yeah. yeah. And and it's been – with the exception of the the lower the, – the more budget-friendly version, which ended up focusing more on low latency than bass – um, I actually like the the audio profiles that they have. The audio on them is very decent. Uh, range was very good. Um, LHTC was not working for me on OnePlus devices, with the exception of the the Nord Two. The Nine yeah. Pro did not have it. Um, I found that to be a little bit of a like it was a selling point, and I feel like we should have it by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but because they've been uh, out for a little bit, it's not like I'm coming to the OnePlus. Oh OnePlus no, no, Buds Pro fresh. Like, exactly, this isn't and a launch so, review. Um, and so my hope essentially is that we are going to get it on. This is more on the on the um, on the smartphone side of the house. It's not necessarily on the buds side of the house because I think mm-hmm. as as we saw in your video, uh, you know, spoilers obviously, but uh, you're able to get the, the you're able to get the higher codec working on other devices. It's just right now I, OnePlus devices need the updates. And, and again, I'm going to keep making this joke, uh, and I'm 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 hoping that my my relationship with OnePlus PR appreciates all of the love that I'm making this joke in to encourage the update. But um, I feel inadvertently OnePlus has made some of the best sounding earbuds you could buy for a Xiaomi phone, um, where you do have better support for all of these other advanced audio codecs. Like Xiaomi yep. has done an awesome job with Aptex Adaptive, the newest mm-hmm. flavor of Aptex, LHDC, yep. and LDAC. And it's coming. All of these things are coming to other Android devices, but they're not here yet. And to me, it's funny because you know, like, we want to we treat a company like it's one person. Like Google is this one guy, and how could he make such a crazy decision on this one product and then still be making these other products? The OnePlus divisions, like there's a group of people under the BBK gadget umbrella that are making audio products, and then those Mm -hmm. audio products get sent to different manufacturers. And the BBK audio has been solid. The Vivo Buds are really good. Those mm-hmm. are excellent noise canceling buds, and they support Aptex Adaptive. Yeah, the the, the Oppo uh, the Oppo buds are also amazing. The Oppo uh, buds Oppo, are yeah, are crazy. solid. Mm-hmm. So, it, to me, it's it's not you know like oh well this is a failing of the buds because the OnePlus audio team did their job in making beautifully built, well featured, and having novel features. Like there are things on the OnePlus buds that aren't you will not find on other earbuds. To me now it's it's that I've got to make fun of the OnePlus phone team to encourage 
the update that will finally well, bring so us I, the I support so that I can really get everything out of weird, the OnePlus buds we're, that we're, I want. We're in a weird transitional point right now for OnePlus when it comes down to their software, right? So the biggest thing that I think we're going to probably see is maybe with Android 12, full-functioning full Android 12 uh, Oxygen OS, um, you know, it, I'm hoping the conversation changes. It's just it, That's the overhaul yeah. that's going on. Color OS is becoming the base for OnePlus, and OnePlus is now need to optimize. So we're going to see a big shift in approach into smartphone, into the OS when it comes to OnePlus. So I'm hoping with that rolls out with it where we get the LHTC. It's just, I can't speak to it yet because, again, the only time I was able to get it was on a OnePlus that was running the first version of Color OS-based Oxygen OS. And that yeah. was where OnePlus, the Nord 2 had it. So that's why I'm, I'm hoping when we get that update, Android 12 on OnePlus 9, 9 Pro, that that's what's going to kick it up. So, Well, I, and, and this is also the, you know, I we, we just front-loaded a huge part of our podcast talking about review styles and FUD yeah, yeah. and do you buy this and expect updates and things like this. The, the, the thing that makes me a little anxious, like I'm talking about these earbuds They've got this feature. LHDC is becoming a, a higher profile alternative to Aptex and to uh, LDAC. Mm -hmm. And there's something interesting happening, having some additional audio processing competition. I'm an audio nerd. I love having these conversations. Um, and Aditya appreciates little... uh, the difference between a and jumping over well, to LDAC yeah, for sure. I mean, again, if you're doing some critical listening and you start to get a feel for these things, I think they contribute and I think they matter. And we're finally getting the hardware to demonstrate that. Like True Wireless started as like earbud convenience for taking phone calls and is now maturing into a platform where different hardware combinations can contribute to different tuning mm -hmm. and to different sounds. Absolutely. It's not as robust as cabled headphones, but that's the direction that we're heading, and I'm so happy to see that. Mm -hmm. It makes me anxious when the messaging from the manufacturer is so specific about updates. OnePlus is not saying, hey, if you have a OnePlus 8 Pro, you're going to be in line for the LHDC update to really use your OnePlus Buds Pro to their to their full, full capacity. Yeah. They're only saying the only phone that they're listing outright for eligibility is the OnePlus 9, nine and 9 Pro. And the 2020 basically me, 2021 current series, yeah, which that and and that and current series premium phones because mm -hmm. I don't believe the 9R is on that list, but I please correct I me if I'm wrong. I don't know, or that. or even the nine RT, the the new the new the latest version that they just released. Um, and so we're we're talking yeah. about a a a blue a component of the Bluetooth stack that that goes into the larger operating system and OTA that is sent from the manufacturer down to the phone. And to me, reasonably, if a OnePlus Eight Pro is in line to get a, a, a Color OS. Um, to, to switch from mm -hmm. Oxygen OS and, and become more opoified, mm -hmm. why would you go out of your way to pull components from your operating system? But the thing is, I can't, I can't trust that OnePlus is gonna is gonna bring that compatibility to their other phones because I'm 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 the guy saying like what is the claim being made by the manufacturer and the right claim from the manufacturer is 1 plus 9 and 9 pro yeah. so I want to hope but now I'm being told by the manufacturer that I shouldn't and that to me is the weirdness the 1 plus buds are great 
their their brilliant you know Air, airpod pro competitors they've got all these fancy bells and whistles the ambient and i, and I love the fact that you have the click so options cute. as opposed to touch the, the it's much it's a squeeze more instead of yep. jamming the earbud deeper mm-hmm. into your ear canal to activate touch i mean they're so well considered and so well designed and so well featured and accessorized I'm, I'm like, there's no way for me to not give them a glowing review, except for the fact that currently they're not the best solutions for OnePlus phones, and they're better solutions for some of mm-hmm. OnePlus's main competitors. So it, it's a I, very it's, it yeah. leaves you feeling like I'm I'm totally stuck in a weird place on these earbuds, and I want to just say like right now they're on sale for ninety nine dollars. Do you mm-hmm. know how much earbud you're buying at ninety nine dollars? But you don't get the full use of them at ninety nine dollars if you yep. use them with a OnePlus. Or well, yeah, and you'd have to specifically drive it. No, no, I, I'm with you. Um, but in general usage, for me, I found them to be one of my better options for phone calls. Audio quality, the microphones on them are actually really good. Um, They're pretty solid. And then the, the the range. I love the range. The fact that I could just leave my phone on my desk and be in a call because I, I do a lot of conference calls during the day. There's a lot of meetings mm-hmm. that I need to be on. So having a reliable pair of buds that work and just do the job and I'm able to get an easy three to four hour conversations out of them, it's yeah. easy easy for me to point to the OnePlus buds. But uh, for me, I use them with multiple devices. I don't use them just with one. So that's the the other thing. You want to be able to enjoy them to the best. And like I, like you said, right now, um, I can't truly experience that anymore because I only have one bud. And I, even if I get the higher level codec, that experience is very much right. a half-sided conversation to the right ear only. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll, I'll see. I mean, at 99 bucks, they're actually not that bad. I may end up just picking up my own uh, my own buds just to I, kind of – because I, I, need, I need them to work. <laughs> I, I like them a lot. I think there's solid options at 99 I, I yeah. think this is the brutal territory. I'm wrapping up. An experience with some ear fun. I just finished my uh, Edifier uh, mm-hmm. earbud yep. review. Um, there are some other products that are going to be landing very, very shortly. I might have a contest coming up with some one mores uh, nice. starting starting next week. So you know, the, we're, the 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 issue isn't like, do we have these good options at a hundred dollars? From like Pixel Buds A series through all of these other uh, competing, well, uh, yeah, close to the S six hundreds. I mean, you're in the ballpark. You're in the um, TCLs are yeah. good. The Vivos yeah. are good. The, mm-hmm. the Oppos are good. The One Mores are good. I, I mean, like a hundred dollars is now the most brutally competitive tier. And so, to me, like that makes the tiniest bit of nuance. You wanted to be in the ecosystem. You wanted your OnePlus phone with your OnePlus case and your OnePlus charger, and you want to to put this all together. I wouldn't recommend the OnePlus Buds until we know what the timetable is on that update because there are other LDAC solutions and other Aptex adaptive solutions. They're going to yeah. put more information directly into your ear. The, uh, the Liberty that, 3 Pros that, have been... Last, oh God, yeah, Liberties are so just good. So, they're, I mean, they're a little bit more. They're they're closer to the two hundred price point, like a one seventy mm-hmm. realistically. But they're, I'm sure they'll drop back again around Black Friday and so on. Uh, but seriously, like the performance, the the bang for the buck experience on those have been so much better. And even if you still own in Liberty Two Pros, you still got LDAC a year later. Mm-hmm. Like this is, it's hard for some companies to. I mean, it wasn't even on the spec sheet. Let's just say that LDAC was yeah. never part of the conversation. Well, for that, Liberty Two. that's what happened with Edifier. Yeah, so no, no, it, Edifier, they launch. I mean, now they're back up to 150, but the Neobuds Pro, dual mm-hmm. driver, 
excellent ANC, a pretty decent ambient mode. Their app is a little techy. Like I don't mm -hmm. love the flowchart of how their companion app works, but LHDC on the side of the box, a month later, they're like, oh yeah, we promised that we'd get LDAC out and here it is. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got this other thing. So like I would maybe want to pair my edifiers with my OnePlus 9 Plus. Yep. instead of my OnePlus Buds Pro. And, and like right now, there's so much money to be made in these types of audio solutions, earbuds, headphones. These are the value add accessories for manufacturers. This Any is where ma yeah, like, our, our margin on phones is so low. We're going to encourage you to buy some earbuds the time of purchase too. And this is how we kind of make some more money on the total package of purchases. Yeah, I mean, uh, but a hundred dollars uh, was is given now, out. Yeah, but Google was giving out Pixel Buds A uh, uh, series uh, earbuds to Pixel Six Pro uh, purchasing people. Yeah, so yeah, they were they were handy. They they knew that if they got you <laughs> to, get, to use them. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you realize this: like, if they get those, get them in your hands at the time. If let's say you're a new user to Pixel, right? New user mm -hmm. to Google products, having that those buds with you at the time of purchase could potentially get you used to their ecosystem a little bit more. It's a smart oh, move. Even faster, PR mode. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally, uh, it, that is the right way to do it. Um, it was just, I was a surprise. It was a surprise for me a little bit that, you know, like it wasn't very well advertised because some people did not know. They still went back and sent emails to people that put in the orders and say, oh, by the way, you know you ordered it. But you can get these PR buds for free. They're still honoring oh. that. So it's it's, it's a very, very, very nice and uh Oh, Ibrahim say uh, 2022 is gonna uh, gonna be exciting and interesting when it uh, when it comes down to wireless audio and with all the new audio technologies, um, you know Qualcomm Sound. Also, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the new improvements there. Uh, but you know, short of having a, a Qualcomm smartphone or you know like having a, an Insider phone with uh, the the right buds, I think everything else on the market right now around the one one hundred to one one seventy is mm -hmm. very much in the right ballpark, and you it's almost hard to go wrong. But you really kind of, yeah. uh, you just, like I said, just have to watch. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know, uh, what is it? I know Xiaomi. Mm -hmm. I think there's another manufacturer that supports Aptex Adaptive, and now I can't remember. Uh, but, um, so the, Xiaomi the, was one of the other ones, and uh, I know Pixel does. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, it, it, I thought, or maybe I was just, maybe it was Vivo. I'd need to look it up. Yeah, no, I no, can't no. remember. My brain is Swiss. But it, it's but also again, about, the, it's the, also on the buds. The one it's not more just a, color yeah. buds have Aptex Adaptive. The Vivo buds have Aptex Adaptive, and I think that's it for my current collection. But we're probably going to be seeing that really take off next year. I'm, absolutely, and I'm I'm imagining more and more companies. I mean, CES is going to be the showcase for everything. We're going to hopefully. We'll see how CES actually also goes this year because uh, it's going to somewhat uh, half half digital, half uh, in person. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a little bit of an interesting approach. Um, but you know, so with that being said, I think this week has been it's been busy, still a little it's bit busy for me. Kind of, kind of, kind of go through. We're getting, we're starting to ever so slowly inch up to holidays here in the U.S. We have obviously a big holiday, Thanksgiving at the end of this month, and then we also have Christmas and New Year's that comes up next year. Uh, well, sorry, Christmas and then New Year's. Uh, you know, with with more things coming up. So uh, I know there's going to be probably a lot of more content coming up about, you know, holidays and stuff. Uh, Black Friday, I'm not really looking too much forward to it. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't feel like there's much that's going to be. A, I mean, at least for me, there's going to be a lot of sales, but I think I'm not going to be maybe buying as much. 
It's just because uh, my wife was like, you know, what are you looking and not not. I said, I'm okay. I'm, I'm yeah. Good. I mean, not to say like, oh, well, we should support all of these like uh, boycotts on Black Friday. There's like a whole trend that's happening on Reddit right now. I just feel for a lot of the gifts that Marie and I are looking to try and send to family and friends. We're we're just crawling out of a global pandemic. So mm-hmm. many of my family members are now getting boosters and they're they're double vaxxed and we we kind of want to send out more experiences like it's not as exciting from the opening the package you know perspective but like finding a, a local cafe and giving them a gift card you know so that they go out and do something or they they go out and experience something um absolutely we're trying to do some more stuff like that and so yeah. i i think it's the right kind of the right vibe for uh for people and aditi anil is absolutely correct Die Hard Watch Party for Christmas. Yippee Kai Yay. Yeah, I knew that Die conversation Hard was going to come up. Absolutely. A... The best Christmas film ever made. I am okay. not saying that ironically. And I am no, not no, saying no. that just to, because it is we, objectively we, we, true. We all, saw the, we all saw the show. We know. We, 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 know, we know the conversation. Uh, a husband it, and a wife, a man's regret, the remembrance of times past, all set to the backdrop of a wacky bank heist terrorist situation uh th- there there is no better collection better of themes to present for a christmas film so it's got to be die hard we got to do the party we got to do the die hard party for sure um but yeah what i was trying to say is uh you may see you know you may see us at different locations and different things we're going to try to keep the show going of course uh on somewhat of a regular schedule this week is a little bit different uh mostly because of last night's uh you know epic uh movie going experience after two years of not going it's like there's only it, it can only be epic when you don't do something for two years and suddenly you try it again uh so uh yeah for sure i, I want to say w- do you have any other videos or did you do you have any other content coming so out this week? the the biggie is i i finally put out a closer examination of the xperia pro i mm-hmm. uh, that's on the patreon right the now patreon. um patreon.com slash some gadget guy it's a 30 minute video uh just talking about the main sensor I mean, it's it's really the most exciting aspect of what's going into that to that new Xperia, and then also there's a lot of digging into photography philosophy because Sony is making some very specific choices about how this product should be used. And again, it's it's not to say like, well, it's not worth it because Pixel. Um, again, it is purpose built for a smaller community of potential consumers. I feel it needs to be judged by that. Um, But there are some things that I kind of wish Sony would lighten up or kind of soften up around the edges just a little bit. So it's 30 minutes of getting in, looking at exposure, because I think there are some issues with our engineering samples. um, Mm -hmm. Those early, early, early prototype devices that we had. We need to keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. But then also there are some things that I think are just going to be a part of the Sony experience that I hope will be polished up over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, depth of field, the differences in what that aperture delivers, having a two-stage aperture, some of the new video features. It's I, I try and, and I, you know, even with 30 minutes of talking, I don't think I could call it a review, but mm-hmm. it is a much closer examination of some of that performance. And it kind of fits the flow of some of my previous, you know, monster camera deep dives. Love it. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, and then hopefully for me, uh, 
by the end of the day, hopefully it'll be it'll be Saturday morning for most people that are going to see it. Uh, I'm hopefully pushing out the, uh, both an Arabic and an English video um, for the Pixel Six Pro after two weeks. Uh, I'm not going to call it a review, but it's. Um, you know, living with the Pixel 6 Pro for two weeks is, I think, probably a better uh, yeah. title for it. Yeah, it's like living with it because that's what it is. It's it's a device that you, you live with. It's part of your day, uh, morning, evening, and, and then some. Um, a lot of people, yeah, I actually got a lot of comments, a lot of uh, talking about, you know, the Xperia Pro camera. A lot of people were like, um, now I wish I didn't buy the Xperia 1 Mark III. I wanted the Xperia Pro. I'm like, it, it, you, they're still, they, they offer slightly different experiences. They're not geared to be the same. And there is a bump in price, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward oh. to checking out that video. It's a... Qu- yes, yes, that, that's fair. It's a camera bump, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no no pun intended, but um, but that's for for the most part uh, with me, for me. And then, of course, hopefully Saturday morning with Tech tomorrow, and then we're, we're going to wrap up this week. Um, I do have some content coming up more on uh, microphones. I have... These Pixel uh, microphones, uh, the Pixel Lark, Vocal Lark. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been wanting to play with those. I'll be curious so what you have to say about them. It's a it's a solution that has casing that charges them, which is a much better improvement. Plus, we still have two microphones, so you're always 100% battery charged. You go to a shoot, you go into an event, you want to you know interview somebody, pop them up, use them when you're done, put them back in the case, and they get charged. So I'm really Isn't that coming out next week? Yeah, so that's going to be most of the focus next week. I know it's going to seem more like catching up type of experience, but we have um, so much to of, catch up on. <laughs> it, it's a lot of exciting things to talk about. Uh, you know, audio for me is a big component of what we do and everything we do. Um, and so for me, it's it's always an experience trying different microphones, different setups, um, and then um, hopefully you know we'll get a chance to you know do another week. We'll see how things go and. Maybe things will start slowing down a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. As, you know, I, I know it's that October, I, but it seems like you know. Going I feel into November, we're going to be running all the way through November. I feel I, like I, it's I like it's on like yeah. Donkey Kong. So absolutely, absolutely. So um, with that being said, I want to say thank you very much to everybody for hanging out with us on this uh, special time and uh, time and date of, of the best of our week. Um, uh, we love having you guys, and again, thank you very much for the support. Last night was great. Juan and I got a chance to hang out a little bit. Uh, and enjoy some nice uh, and a new movie by Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Kirsten Dunst. Every time I say Kirsten Dunst, I keep thinking of Deadpool. I'm sorry, and just from my it's it, it's that conversation between Deadpool and the Pinder. <laughs> they're talking about you know young Kirsten Dunst, and 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 we were oh, having no. that conversation because we saw Once Upon a Deadpool, and then of course she's in the movie, and I'm like yay. Um, so yeah, uh, heard. I, I'm, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Juan, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Uh, you know, hang you out with well. the family. And then uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode or best of our week. Make sure to catch the SGGQA on Monday. And then I'll see you guys on Saturday for the best of our, well, Saturday morning with tech. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye for now.